what I try to do is I try to teach people, okay, let's start to identify who you want to be, right? What do you want the experience on the other side of you to be? And then how are you going to activate that? So how are you going to bring that to life every single day and really get into the weeds of what does that look like? Welcome to the Leading Edge Podcast, your source of insightful and inspirational conversations to help you and your program achieve more. I'm Brian Spielman from LeadingEdge.online with co-host Tyler Whitcomb, former coach, AD, and current Snap Mobile customer evangelist. We have a great interview for you today with Dr. Scott Grant, who is doing really interesting things, leveraging social media to teach personal branding via his platform, Triple Threat Leadership. We also get into his path from teaching social media and personal branding to now being an NIL expert. I think you're going to enjoy it. Let's get to it. Excited to have you here, Dr. Scott Grant, educator, coach, director of athletics activities and facilities. Where I really want to jump in is Triple Threat Leadership. And that was something you started that really focused on personal branding and leadership development and consulting around that space. And, And you did it I mean, pretty early. So it's positioned you for NIL, but I want to start there. What did you see that brought triple threat leadership out of you and and out to, to the people you were working with? Yeah, so it's interesting. I feel like I've been in this game for quite a while, even before it was a game. You know, my dad was a high school basketball coach and, and my parents were both teachers. I was doing my doctorate in 2014 to 17. And, and if you, when you do your doctorate, they make you read a lot of stuff and you got to figure out what it means in your life. My doctorate's in leadership studies. So when I started studying people, and especially students, it, it came down to three things. How, how do you add value to other people? How do you build relationships with other people? And how do you create opportunities for yourself? And my students at the time were having massive issues with social media. And really, I just started realizing we would come back from these presentations and the students would go, well, they told us like what not to do. And if we do this, we're going to go to jail, blah, blah, blah. And they said, so what are we supposed to do? And I'm like, yeah, like, no one's teaching you this thing. So I kind of made it a, a focus to really be the positive personal branding social media guy. I I spoke, I think, 400 different schools between 16 to 19. So the the social media personal branding piece is such a massive career development focus. And really, like when NIL came through, everybody's like, oh, kids got to learn personal branding. I'm like, I've been trying to tell you all that forever, right? Like, and it's not just student athletes for NIL. It's just it's, it's the base foundation of, of kids being prepared for that next step. NIL just happens to be really stood upon that for each individual kid. So I feel like I've been, I've been lucky enough to be part of that. And I always tell people I, I educate. It's not just on NIL. It's an application of NIL. I think when people focus on NIL specifically, they lose. When they focus on the application of NIL with leadership development, career development, mm-hmm. you've got a shining chance to, to actually help. I'm excited to hear that because I've heard of personal branding, coaching, and leadership development programs. But the, the way that you're blending them with your program, I, I haven't really seen it done in that way. And so can you can you talk a little bit in more detail about what does it mean to be working on your personal branding on social or yeah. anywhere and also being a right. leader? You know, like the, the term digital citizenship comes up for me, but then also you mentioned yeah. career development. So, I mean, yeah. go a little bit deeper on how those play together, I guess. Yeah. So interestingly enough, I, I actually do a lot of training and I use, it's clarifying leadership lenses, right? Helping people start to understand how they view the world and the impact that they want to have using branding as that main focus. And, and I think people teach branding. It's, it's too convoluted. It's too tough, right? Branding at the end of the day is creating en- energy around something. And usually that's tied to values, goals, whatever that might be. I even gave a TED talk in 2018 called Ties and Tennies, right? It's utilizing personal branding and, and, and student engagement because I, I wear ties and, and tennis shoes when I teach, right? So when I was teaching at high school level, I had a kid 
toughest. I couldn't get this class to do anything. And I walked in one day and I had on these, these Scotty Pippen, Nike Air Max Tempo lows. And this kid who didn't do anything for like the first two months of class, like raised his hand. He said, hey, Dr. Grant, those are some sweet kicks. And everybody in the room was locked in. And instantly <laughs> I, I looked down and I said, if that's all it's going to take. And, and I found this branded energy element for me that allowed me to figure out who I wanted to be and how I was going to activate that every single day. So what I try to do is I try to teach people okay, let's start to identify who you want to be, right? What do you want the experience on the other side of you to be? And then how are you going to activate that? So how are you going to bring that to life every single day and really get into the weeds of like, what does that look like, right? Like if I, I always ask people, who's the nicest person that you know? And they can usually think of somebody. And I'm always like, why did you think of that person? They're like, well, they're nice. And I'm like, they're nice almost every time you interact with them, right? Like it's not rocket science. They're just compounding energy around being nice. And for students and student athletes and all these people, like, you're really answering two questions. Tell me a little bit about yourself. And then the last question you always get in the interview, why you, right? If you can identify personal brand and you can start to activate that in person and online, everything else I think becomes a little bit easier and it starts to clarify the lens in which you're going to lead your life, right? My mom was a high school math teacher. I always tell people she tried to teach me everything in equations. And really like kids' lives today is this. I'm going to meet you in person. I'm going to give you a score, right? The way in which you talk, dress, come into an interview, I'm going to give you a score. Then I'm going to look you up online. 98% of employers do a social media analysis during the hiring process, right? I'm going to give you another score. I'm going to add those two together. That is your brand value equation. All I want to see is that who I'm meeting in person, there's a resemblance of who I'm meeting online, right? It's the same thing. When you give kids the power to start to think about what that looks like and really show them like, hey, man, like, what do these pictures mean? And they're like, I don't really know. And you're like, Well, is that really beneficial for what you want to do? The amount of power and conversation that they get out of that is unbelievable. And then when you take it to the next step about NIL, it's like, that's everything that they're doing, right? Because most of the time they're getting consumed in that manner. And that's how they're starting to leverage those pieces. So for me, all of that is full circle. And People are trying to like slice and dice that up, but like this is how we truly help in this environment. That is that is so huge. I appreciate you going deeper on that because I think personal branding can feel I don't know sort of sort of slimy, but the way that you've anchored it and the way you're teaching it is so spot on, and it lines up with being a vision and values based program. Like here are the tenets and principles we're going to follow, and then we're going to go from there. Uh, and it's just it's just so strong. Uh, before we move on, can you give us just a, an example of where you, the kind of activities you do where you actually start with the students um, on personal brand needs, you know, something specific, some of the exercises that you're working with them uh, to help identify their mission, vision, and values with your triple threat program? Like I've created, the branding of me class I created was ultimately like compounded activities, right? Like what I found is that when kids can do activities that compound and help them develop, right? So they start mm -hmm. to identify, you know, what what they want to be about then they start to identify like like who's important in their life and they they do all of these pieces then they can really come down to okay you said you wanted to be this you say this is important to you so what does that look like in person and then what does that look like online and there there's all kinds of these different layers to it that i think are important and i think part of that is finding the right type of resources that support the way in which you want to do it right so i view personal branding in a very specific way in the way in which I teach it. So the reason why I built that class is because I have these activities that are created that kids could do, right? I have a handshake branding strategy activity. I have all of these pieces and it's called the D2A2 process, dream, develop, activate, amplify. 
And what I've found is that kids love going through these activities because at the very end, they literally have created a framework for who they want to be, how they want to present that, and what it's going to look like for their life at that current moment. Now, is that going to change? Absolutely. But at the same time, if they walk into using social media, the way that they're interacting with people, it's now at the front of their brain of like, okay, this is who I want to be. I also tell group leaders when they go through these, this program and they've done these activities, if there's an issue, guess what? You sit down with them and say like, hey, Bobby, like you really said like these are the three things that you want people to say when they interact with you that the experience on the other side of you is about. But like this one doesn't really align with what just happened. Like let's, let's kind of talk through that. Way easier conversation and so much more powerful because the kid came up with this, right? And they said, this is who I want to be. Well, Bobby, you're not being that person. So like, let's talk through this. What can I do to help? What does this look like? And it sets them up for that next stage, stage, whatever. If you guys are hiring somebody, right? Tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me why you, what's the unique value proposition. Those are things that our kids, we, we try to teach them. We just don't know how to teach it to them. And that's why I love being kind of that intersect for everybody to help. It's so cool because I was just thinking, even if you took this kind of personal branding away, this is still an exercise I would want to do with individual kids to Absolutely. get them to have a vision and a plan and just just these pillars for their development. And the fact that social media is in, involved is actually almost better because once you have the plan, you have this immediate feedback and kind of like, yeah. are these, yep. do these match? So but anyway. I always tell people, you've got those three things, right? This lot, the, the purpose, plan, value, right? If I ask you what the purpose for using social media is, you need to be able to tell me. If I ask you what your plan is on what you're going to post, how often you're going to post, you need to be able to tell me. If I ask you what's the value that you provide to yourself and to other people, there needs to be something that you can write down. And usually kids can't do that. Well, they can't do that because you haven't gone through who they want to be, what they want to be about, what's important to them. And then when you do that, you've equipped them to, to literally use this unbelievably powerful tool in a way that can benefit their life for, for a long time, other than, hey, man, don't be stupid. You're going to get in serious trouble. It's so true. It's such a more valuable way to, to instruct and, and help. With that personal branding and social media work you were doing, it seems like you were in a really cool position as NIL became a thing. So can you share a bit on how you transitioned triple threat leadership to NIL and I guess uh, to start, can you just give a brief description of what NIL is for anyone out there who needs uh, to get up to speed? Yeah, so so NIL is, is in essence name, image, and likeness, right? It's technically a person's ownership of their right of publicity. That's a that's a legal concept known as the right of publicity, right? So a person's ability to own their name, their image, and their likeness in some capacity. Uh, so when the NCAA passed that student athletes could monetize, you know it. Everything from the college level usually trickles down. So it wasn't long before you started seeing what was going to happen at the high school space. And the thing about high school and, and NIL, high school state associations govern each state differently. And to be honest, like I was never intending to be an NIL. Like it was so in 2019, I, I took a, a job at the University of North Carolina and I worked in the athletics department for two years uh, as a director of operations, outreach, and leadership development. And really, uh, NIL was just starting to become like that hot topic. And North Carolina was was one of the biggest universities pushing back against it. So I worked with the golf teams a lot. So we were doing social media, personal branding, all these things. And I'm like, but what are we doing for everybody else? Right. You've got 5%. What are we doing for everybody else? And then I started thinking, oh, my God, like high schools 
are going to be just demolished. Like they, like no one's ready for this. So when I, when I left uh, North Carolina, I really kind of, I don't know if I made it my mission, but I wanted to help high schools. My focus is primarily helping high schools figure out and learn what this is and really start to identify what can we do just in a preparation process planning standpoint, because at some point you're going to have to deal with this, whether you like it or not. And I always tell people, I do not take a side. I'm not going to tell you this is good. This is bad. That's not my job. My job is to help you understand it and then really start to develop the educational plan. So I think all of that kind of rolled into one has allowed me to really find this, this space of where I want to serve because my heart's always been in K-12 and my heart will always be in K-12. And, and I just, I love the opportunity to do that. Hello, Leading Edge podcast listener. Just a heads up, our interview with Dr. Scott Grant goes into much more detail on the subject of NIL. And if you're interested in more information on NIL, check for a link uh, for more resources from this conversation in the show notes. And now back to the interview with Dr. Scott Grant. I want to transition now. We've already covered a lot of the key themes of Leading Edge uh, leadership, peak performance, and program building. And now for this section, we, we want to just take a pass on, on each of those core themes of Leading Edge with a specific question. So starting with leadership, broad question, but curious, what in your experience are some of the key pieces of a great leader? What makes a great leader? Yeah, so my wife is an ICU nurse, right? I feel like I've, I've learned probably more leadership from her than almost anyone, but <clears throat> she has her favorite quote is, find yourself getting lost in the service of others. And And I think in general, people that are in leadership capacities and and make the biggest impact truly have a, a service mind first, right? How are we helping evolve our people? How are we getting people better? How am I supporting the people and, and viewing it like truly as a together process? Um, and I think as a teacher and coach, you know that, right? Like if it's just you over on the side, right? You're supporting your people and you're trying to empower your kids and, and your people to, to really move forward. And, and you start to see those glimpses where they take ownership. And that service is really what I view leadership as really being all about. Now, the clarification of how that looks for each person is very different. And that's the part that I think is the most fun because the way in which I do it is different from the way in which Tyler does and the way in which you do it, right? It's getting them there. But we're, when we come at it with a service mind first, everything else can usually fall into place. That's that's great. So moving on to peak performance, uh, when thinking about NIL, what advice do you have for a student athlete regarding their performance and getting the best out of themselves? Uh, anytime I talk to people about NIL and they want to do NIL, and I just talked to a, a dad and his kid the other day and, and really got outlined, like, what's the goal, right? Like, is it you're trying to make a little bit of money? Or are you trying to make a lot of money? Or are you trying to just get some some discount codes for supplements that you you enjoy like what is the goal and really start to identify where that fits because people don't realize like when you enter into nil agreements like you're a business that now has entered into a contractual agreement right so like they may be requiring you to do certain things and if you can't even manage going to class on time or like turning in your homework this may not be the right step for you at the current moment so i think i think that's always a really big um piece to consider and then ultimately you know, I, I had a, a guy, I used to work camps at, at Duke University Golf Schools in the summer, and, and their women's golf coach, his name's Dan Brooks, and he's won, I think, more national titles than any other women's golf coach. And he always talked about something, and, and 
it's a little bit of a bad word, but I'm not going to say he, he would call it EBS, right? And it, it was extraneous garbage. We'll just call it garbage. The BS, you guys all know what that means. But he said, if we have extraneous garbage in our lives, there's no way we're ever going to be able to be focused on achieving whatever level that we want to get to. He said, and that includes issues with boyfriend, girlfriends, class issues, right? Like little things. It was like, if we can't clean that up, then there's no possible way that if you say we want to win the league or the championship or the national championship, whatever that might be, it's always going to be these things that are dragging us through that mud field to kind of get there. So I think you've got to really get clear to ensure that is NIL turning into some extraneous garbage that is impacting what we're trying to do as a program, as a team. And is it is really the cost benefit good enough? And some people might say, yeah, hey man, 500 bucks is, is better than winning a conference championship. And it's like, okay. like Then you might have some other conversations that you need to have. But really, I mean, we, we do know that it can become a distraction unless you're extremely organized and clear on what the goal is and, and open about that. Yeah, moving on to our our third core theme, program building. What do you think are some of the important things for coaches, admin, any program leader to be doing to continue to grow their impact? Yeah, so I think that all kind of goes back to the to the way in which I view branding, right? The majority of people that I've seen be extremely successful in building programs get really really clear on their values, and they're super clear on their values, what they're about, and what that looks like, and then they work to activate those values, and they do it consistently. But these people have have become really passionate and energetic about certain areas that they know will work if they continue to move that forward. I think what then the next step is for people to do that is, is you package that, right? You put that together, you find the energy, like I call them energy triggers that get you to live that every single day and you figure out ways to help activate that at a bigger scale, right? Is it is it You've got these kids buying into what commitment means. Well, how are you continuing to push that every single day? Like, what does commitment look like on a daily basis? What is something I'm doing tomorrow that is living the value of commitment and really starting to identify, okay, so if I've got this value, this is my target group that I'm trying to impact bigger. What am I going to do daily? What am I going to do monthly? What am I going to do yearly that makes a bigger impact? The other thing too, uh, I don't know if I have it right next to me. Um, so I don't know if you guys have ever read the book Power of Moments by Chip and Dan Heath. Mm-hmm. If you have it, you need to. Um, because I actually, it's, it changed my life. And, it, and what they do in that book is they help you figure out ways to engineer moments that are powerful, right, in people's lives. And, and it really just helps give you a structure to saying that you can be an engineer of something that creates a lasting impact on, on someone, right? And usually it's all tied to a value that you're trying to to create, right? It could be how are we helping our new employees feel valued so that they walk out on day one, they feel like they're part of the team, They we eliminated some of their pain points, and they feel like the work that they're doing is valued, right? And how do we create moments throughout the day that just compound on top of that? So that book, I've actually used it with a lot of coaches, with a lot of school districts, um, and we'll literally look at the program and say, how do we create powerful moments for our program based on these values that are important to your organization. And even the classes I teach here, I teach uh, master's level classes and I teach an ed change class. And at the very last piece of their educational change products, they have to create a powerful moment that helps anchor that change into the culture of the organization. So for people that are successful and say, I want to make this an even larger impact, 
to create energy around those values and really get specific on how you're going to activate those and continue to activate them and then just build these powerful moments around them and everything else I feel like just lights on fire. Dr. Scott Grant, thank you. This has been an awesome conversation and just a little bit of housekeeping before we head out of here with triplethreatleadership.com and nil-education.com. Those are two incredible resources that you're putting out there, but where else can people go to learn more about you and what you're doing and follow up with anything that we've talked about today? Yeah, absolutely. You can always go to those websites. Um, you can email me at scott at triplethreatleadership.com. When I made that email, I didn't really account for how long that would be. So it's just triplethreatleadership.com. I am on social media, uh, Twitter, at Mr. Grant 1161. Uh, you can reach out to me in any capacity if I can help, because truly, this is my passion point, is helping program directions, especially at the high school level, just start planning and preparing and helping their kids just get better as people nil aside if we get them better as people and we equip them with these life skills if they walk down the nil path they'll be a little bit more prepared so yeah if i can do anything to, to help i'm always there that's it for another episode of the leading edge podcast till next time head over to leadingedge.online where you'll find more content and conversations to help you build a more successful program thank you for listening and as always stay sharp